you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and this is your NBA Futures Long Shots episode, a.k.a. the Brandon Anderson. Uh, We are going to go through the day and get all sorts of contributions from our various folks that are on Buckets. We've got Albert Wynn, the analytics capper. We're going to have Sean Little. We're going to have Jim Turvey and Joe Delera. I am mixing up their names too much lately, but... This is really the Brandon episode. We came up with this last year. Uh, he got very excited. I'm glad to have him on again. NBA Futures Analyst, Brandon Anderson. Brandon, let's get right to it, buddy. No no messing around. Follow the Action Network app. Go to the YouTube page, but we got to get started here. Just start firing NBA long shots at me. You told me this was my episode, so I came ready. I have 10 long shot bets for you. Let's get started. Bet number one. By the way, it's really like 22 bets, but I snuggled some in here with the 10. So first bet. Memphis Grizzlies coming out firing with the Grizzlies, of course. Give me the Grizzlies one seed, 18 to 1 at BetMGM. Yep. Give me the Grizzlies most wins in the league, 50 to 1. We've done this. Like, I didn't even make the case here. If you've listened to like any of 15 episodes this preseason, we've done Grizzlies. They're my team. They're my number one defense. I think they are Boston West. They are a juggernaut in plain sight. They are an elite defense. They got the guys. Jaw is out early, but they're getting back lots of bodies from the rest of the team. Bain, Jackson, they're getting more Luke Kennard this year. They're getting Steven Adams back. Made the case on earlier this week for over 45 and a half. Taylor Jenkins got over that. His number every year by an average of eight wins. I have the Grizzlies projected at 56 wins. They are my one seed outright projected by five wins clear of the West two seed. I got to bet it at 18 to one, even though it's a long number, like this is a multi-unit bet for me when I have them that clear there. And then most wins effectively is a head to head at that point against Celtics, maybe Cavs or Bucks. So got to play that too, but love the one seed, especially 18 to one. 
we're absolutely going to be texting about how we were right about the Grizzlies and just fate screwed us. Like whatever it is that happens is just going to be, we're going to be very <laughs> mad about this because you know. and I are in too, too strong agreement on this. Honestly, I thought about going against you just to make sure that you won. Like it's, that's how, <laughs> that's how confident I am in this Grizzly. Like I bet this too, Joe Dallaire is on it. Like, like yeah. I think all of action, like our entire NBA slack is on Grizzlies number one seed. Like it's the most popular bet amongst us. Everybody loves the Grizzlies. It's terrifying. I don't what enjoy it. Go wrong. All right. Next I know. One. Next one. All right. This one is slightly cheating. I know the rules are nine to one or longer, but I had to fit it in. I'm going to fade the Phoenix Suns. Give me the Suns to make the play in plus 750. If you need it to be nine to one or longer, you can take them to miss the playoffs at 10 to one. But I prefer play in. I have the Suns as my sixth seed. So just barely above the play in. Grizzlies one seed. We just did that. I've got Warriors, Nuggets, Mavs, Timberwolves as a group of four after that. Add the Suns in a tier from 6 to 11. So I don't think that they're going to miss the playoffs outright. I don't honestly want them to miss the playoffs if they're in the play-in because they still have Booker and Durant and all the guys. I just don't love the regular season formula. I have this as a bottom five defense. You like the defense a little bit more than I do, but we've done that argument already. There's not any depth on the team. They have major injury concerns that can really only hurt them. I think they'll be in the playoffs, but I I don't know if I'll like them there either. I just think this is an insane number for a team that I don't think is built to be a a juggernaut in the regular season. They just don't have the depth or the players or the defense. So Suns play in plus 750. I got to find some sort of something that you're going to give me a, a decent number on to bet you head to head on this because I think you're too far, way too far on the Suns. I just think that you're caught up on, I think the numbers are lying to you about the defense. I think is the biggest thing mm-hmm. is I just think the numbers are lying to you about the defense. So you and I will talk offline and we will come up with some sort of bet okay. between the, in the app at least on the Suns head to head. I'm not giving you 10 to one though, you lunatic. Uh, all right. What's your next one? All right, I'm going to stick with some teams here. I wanted to get a couple of division bets out. So uh, again, we're, the threshold you gave me is 9-1. to one. That's been your threshold for these all times. So got to go with the Timberwolves here, but the Timberwolves division odds are 6-1. to one, So I had to find a way to juice it. There's a book right now offering Timberwolves to win the division and Rudy Gobert 12 rebounds a game, 11-1. to one. So I'll take that one. I like that better than like the, the Wolves-Nuggets 1-2 thing we talked about. I do have the Nuggets slightly ahead here, so they're not my outright favorite in the division, but uh, we talked about having those two teams, for me at least, ahead of the field. I think you've got the Thunder a little bit closer. The Timberwolves, for me, are one of three teams I have top 10 offense and defense. So offensively, they were 23rd last year. That's going to take a huge jump. They get probably 40, 50 more games of Cat this year. I think Ant is going to make a leap to become, frankly, the thing that a lot of people treat him as already, but he's starting to look the part now. I think we probably get a better Rudy Gobert this year. Mike Conley being there is going to help him. Like Rudy's not a plug and play. You got to like actually figure out how to use him. And I think it took them a little bit last year and they never really had like the full team healthy to figure it out too. So what about the Rudy part? 12 rebounds a game. So he was 11.6 last year. Previous four seasons, he was 12.9 or higher. So if you're deciding, if you want just the division six to one or this one, Rudy has to hit the 12 rebounds 58% of the time in order to have this be valuable instead of just the division bet. I don't mind that. I think, look, if if I'm right about the Wolves being good this year in the regular season, Rudy has got to be part of it. Like he has to have a good season. And I think a good season for Rudy means being a ferocious rebounder and doing the stuff that he does best. So I, I like that one. 
Chris Finch, Coach of the Year, 30 to 1 is another one we talked about on that awards pod as well. But I want to invest in my, our Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, it's you're you're cheating a little bit here with getting to the nine to one, but I you're still basically parlaying it. And I can't I can't do the title uh, matchups, the finals matchups, and then claim that this is any different because it's not. It's two and it's two discrete variables. I get it. So yes, I think that there are ways that the Wolves could could win the division without really having a monster year rebounding at least. But you are right, the game needs to be better. And if the defense is better, there's more rebounds available. And if they're going to be more rebounds available, Rudy's probably the one getting them. So, okay, pretty good, pretty solid there. What else you got? Yeah, and just to be clear, that's one of those like team specials. I have not combined that. That's one that is available if you shop around and look at that one. So that's, that's why I thought of it. All right, one more division bet. It's gross, but I've already given it out, so I'm going to do it. Charlotte Hornets, 35-1 to 1 to win the division at BetMGM. Like I wanted a way to fade the heat on this episode and I needed something nine to one or longer. So here we are. Look, the Miles Bridges stuff is gross. If that alone is why you want to pass on this bet, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. If he's back in plays, LaMelo probably get 30, 40 more games of him. That's the top two players from the team from two years ago. Two years ago, the Hornets were ninth in offensive rating. They won 43 games. Last year, they were worst. They were dead last in offense. So... If they get LaMelo back and hopefully a good version of Miles Bridges basketball player, more Mark Williams, I think will take a step up this year. Brandon Miller, I don't think is going to be awesome right away, but is a good, nice rotation player into the mix. I just think that there's a lot to like about the Hornets. We've done them as the win total. I don't believe in Miami. I don't believe as much in Atlanta. I just think we have a cluster of teams together in that division. So certainly the Hornets are not my outright division favorite, not even close. I have them fourth in the division. I just have them in a range enough that 35 to one is too long. So probably we'll just be dead in three weeks and it will look terrible and the Hornets will be awful. And that's the most likely outcome, but I'll give it a shot. 35 to one. If you like, again, one of those team specials, LaMelo 24 points a game plus the division is 70 to one. So you basically double the odds. If you think LaMelo hits 24, he was at 23.2 last year. I think I'll just stick with only the division, 35 to 1. How much of this would be different? Like, am I correct in saying you were higher on LaMelo as a prospect than Palo Bancaro? Oh, I don't know if I've thought about those two. Uh, do you mean coming into coming out of the draft? Yes. No, I hated LaMelo coming out of the draft. I very okay. begrudgingly ranked him high because people were high on him. I, I actually... and. You're, you're going to respond correctly so that did you watch the Hornets last year? Uh, no, I didn't watch a lot of Hornets basketball last year. LaMelo's <laughs> numbers improved a lot last year. Yeah, he added really a three-pointer yeah. by volume and like started hitting a lot of them. Do we do the thing with Trey Young where he's like, oh, Trey sucks because he's terrible at defense. Like Trey is really bad at certain things, just like Russell Westbrook was really bad at certain things, just like LaMelo Ball is really bad at like the same certain things. They're really good at some things too. And like we can hold both those things together. I don't think LaMelo is a superstar MVP player. I don't think he has to be. I think like on this team, we've seen him be pretty good with them. So, yeah. Okay. You know, I the numbers are, are really good for them. And hey, if you check in the, in the app, I've put up escalator props on the Hornets win total uh, because I think that this team is very bad. And yet I can't, the numbers that off. You can listen to the Southeast Division preview to hear more about that. What else you got, man? All right, bet number five. I know you're with me on this one. 
This is the Zion Williamson segment of the show. Give me Zion to lead the league in scoring 60 to 1. I just, look, Zion was on TV the other day. He looks like Zion. Like, he looks like him. He looks himself. He looks healthy. He has this, like, insane, incredible touch where he shoots, like, 98% anywhere near the rim. He just, like, that body shouldn't be able to do that. And he's so good, and nobody is like him. And I do not want to bet any median outcomes, and I do not want to just bet on, like, a Pelicans win total or whatever. I just want some way to possibly be right about Zion if he actually stays healthy and is good. He scored 26 a game last year. That was 16th in the NBA. 33 minutes a game. We're going to need a little bit more than that. We're going to need a few more points. 27 points a game his previous season. We haven't seen him play really much for two years. So what if he got better? Like, what if he's a little healthier and plays more? Eh, not banking on it. What if he hits even more twos? That could be improve, improve over time. What if he gets to the line more? 10 free throw attempts a game or more. That's certainly possible. What if his free throw percentage goes up? He shot 69%. As a, for the career. So what if we get to like 75, 80%? In fact, what if you learn how to shoot threes in the last couple of years? Not like, not a lot, just an occasional three to add to the mix. Like, we don't know. He's already a top 10 player if he actually plays on the court. And here's the sneaky part about this one. Here's what I really like. This shows you my confidence in Zion or lack thereof. Scoring leader only needs 58 games, not 65. I only need 58 games. I get seven extra games of bonus that I don't need Zion to play oh, wow. anymore. Yeah. Better than MVP and first team All-NBA and all those things. I might need those seven games with Zion. Tells you my confidence in the bet. But 60 to 1, I just got to take a shot at it. I was about to hit you with why not just bet him for MVP, but that's a really smart angle on it. That you know, like Because yeah, if you ask me what's his most direct path to winning MVP... One, the Pelicans have to win with them. So you have to parlay his performance with the, again, we talked about breaking this down to yeah. parlays. It's Zion hitting statistical thresholds and the Pelicans being good enough for him to qualify under the things that we've talked about in the MVP pod versus this is just, this, this is just Zion is an unstoppable force. And I was like, well, you know, is he really going to get enough shot attempts? And the answer is like, he's going to get a free throws because his free throw rate is comparable with anybody in the league. He's got one of the highest in league history. It's him and Giannis and he's a better free throw shooter. Yeah, this is, a, this is a smart bet. Hit me with another one. Uh, since you mentioned MVP, I'm not going to do MVP for Zion, but what about but. top five, a.k.a. All-NBA? First team All-NBA is 10 to 1. I had that on my list for Zion. We're back to needing 65 games here because that's the rule now. But I don't know if I can see him winning MVP. But All-NBA, you don't really need the team requirement anymore. Take some of those parlay strings off a little bit. I don't mind 10 to 1 there. And because I mentioned it, oh, look at that. Damian Lillard is 6-1 to one to make first-team All-NBA. I can't give it out on this podcast. It's not long enough. But that is a crazy number for a guy that we're going to have a lot of eyeballs on this season. What do you think about Zion 10-1 to one for first-team All-NBA? I think if you're going to bet it for All-NBA, for all I really think you might as well just bet it for MVP. Yeah, like, that's probably true. If he's, if he's in that threshold... If he's in, if he's in the top five, he's in the top three. That's the thing. Is like I don't yeah, see a scenario right. where we're like, yeah, he's he's five, but he's not in the he's not in that top. Like it's it's one or the it's either he's top three or he's not top five. I yeah. think is probably the way. Well, and and I think too with these long shots, this is an important caveat for any of these bets. Most of them, there are ways to be wrong about our bet, but almost right and still profit on it. Yeah. Like if, if you get a Zion, at, I don't know what he's at 30, 40 to one for MVP. If yeah. you're right that he's a top three candidate, 
great. You don't have to just ride him out and hope he actually wins. You can just hedge and bet one or two other guys and lock in your profit and not have to be like, well, I hope my long shot hits. Like long shots can buy you abilities to make other bets. And that's something you do really well that I teased you about for years of like, oh, another firing away at this market. And I don't do as well. And I'm learning, like, I'm good at identifying these long shots that say 80 to one and actually get down to 10 to one, but then I lose. Well, I need to like take the next step and say, okay, I have value on this thing now. How do I cash in the value even if I don't cash in the actual bet? I think that's a Zion sort of play. So I'm going to go into my next Zion bet because of that. So I have one more Zion here. It is a Zion MVP bet, but it's for the in-season tournament. Give me Zion in-season MVP 55 to one. Again, why do I like it? Number one, I like to play like eight games. I only need to be eight games and out. We're done by the holidays. I don't need Zion playing in February. I don't need him in March or April or May. I just need him to stay healthy for like eight games. Just you don't have to be all those. He could probably miss one of the group games. I don't need him for all of them. But I like the Pelicans if Zion is good. Pelicans do win the tournament, which I'm assuming you probably got to win the tournament to win MVP. We don't know, but I'm assuming they're 31 to 1. I get Zion 55 to 1. I only like the Pelicans with the tournament if it's Zion. Like, to me, could Ingram or could CJ or someone win that? Sure. But I don't really even like the team that much, to be honest. I only like it if Zion is as awesome as possible. You and I have talked about this in-season tournament thing. We don't know what to make of it. I think it's going to be a spot where one of these young teams, a mid-market sort of team, you know, I think plays along and suddenly you pull one upset and you're like, oh man, this could be our thing. This is our moment. The Timberwolves or the Pelicans or, I don't know, different teams like that. The Thunder where, look, we're not going to win the championship this year. The Timberwolves aren't going to win the championship. Don't get crazy. Who would even suggest such a thing as Timberwolves winning the championship? We could win the tournament, though. We win a couple games. So could the Pelicans win a few games? Could Zion be awesome and stay healthy for like eight games? 55 to 1, Zion Williamson. Yeah, I'm betting this as soon as we get off this podcast. I'm betting that immediately. Uh, I actually have them, after I downgraded the Mavericks, I have them favored, favored to win their group which contains wow. some pretty good teams. It's a tough so, group too that they're yeah. in. Yeah, so uh, that's, uh, that, that's a nice bet there, Brandon. All right, uh, are we at six now? You've done six? That was number, that was number six. That, I, I, Zion, Zion took up two spots because, you know, okay. he's a big dude. He takes up more than one. Okay, I mean, with the last four. All right, I got one more in-season in tournament MVP, so I'll, I'll play a couple of these. I started where you just said, I was looking at the groups, thinking like, okay, well, who comes out of these groups? I kind of like the Pacers in their group. They play yeah. the Cavs, Sixers, Hawks, Pistons. I don't love the Cavs necessarily in a one-off thing. We we know we don't like the Sixers here. If the Pacers advance, now you're in the top eight. You're in the top eight. You get Rick Carlisle in a knockout tournament. Ooh, I like that. Give me Rick Carlisle, like pulling off some crazy one-game situation thing. Probably rather have them than whoever the other coach is. Tyrese Halliburton, 70-1, to in-season MVP. Now look. Do we really think the Pacers are going to win the tournament? Probably not. But I think they could win the group, get out of there. They're in the final eight. They win a game. Now you're in the final four. Now we got some We got some opportunity here. We can hedge out. We can look to play some other ways. Again, if the Pacers win, they're 40 to 1. There's no chance that they're winning for any reason other than Halliburton being incredible. You love Halley. You think he's going to be a top 10 player at the end of the year. This one's a little longer, but it's a longer price. Terry Halliburton, 70-1 in-season MVP. 
Yep. Uh, I'm, well, I will bet this one as well. This is, All I right. like the Pacers to win it outright. This is really good. If the Pacers win, I can't see anybody else winning MVP. So let's get like, I'm all on board. Let's do it. Okay. What else you got? All right. I have one that you're absolutely not going to bet. Number eight, Benjamin Simmons, first team, all defense, 25 to one. Look, Simmons was on my all defense team at the midpoint last year. He is an elite, elite defender. He's a career 1060 rating, career 2.1 defensive box plus minus. EPM last year, last year, he was 95th percentile when he actually played. Brooklyn's defense could be nasty if he actually plays. Like they got Mikhail Bridges and Simmons and Claxton. That could be a very good defense. I think Simmons is the best defender of those three, especially considering what Mikhail probably will have to do on offense. So I think he's in the mix. Ben Simmons in his prime, age 27. He's probably not going to play enough. He's probably going to like be out by the end of the week. And uh, I, you know, all the reasons on court and off court, 25 to one is too long for the possibility of Ben Simmons. By the way, again, can't give it out because it's not long enough. Draymond Green, 550 for first team all defense is criminal. I am offended. You need to bet that. You just can't on this podcast, but bet it and then bet Ben Simmons, 25 to one all defense. You're giving out a lot of bets you can't give out on this podcast. You're giving out quite a few of them. As the clock keeps ticking, this, keep this, going. This, this is a Brandon podcast. I'm doing it. What's By the way, one? Ben Simmons to lead the league in steals is 33 to one at BetMGM. He led the league in steals in 2020 at 2.1. I don't mind that, but that's going to lead me into bet number nine, which is two bets, by the way. Two guys to lead steals per game. You don't want points per game leaders unnecessarily. Oops, gave out Zion. Just kidding. You don't want rebounds per game leaders or assists per game leaders, long shots. Those are usually the stars. Steals per game you want. It's a goofy, goofy market. Last year's leader was OG Anobi with a whopping 1.9 steals per game. That's it. That's the number we had to get to. We had 18 players at 1.5 steals per game and the leader at 1.9. Like that's a difference of a few games, a few steals. So two guys that I'm taking here. First one, Matisse Thibel, 30 to one steals per game leader. There's talk that he could start over Shaden Sharp. He's already dropping because of that. He was 50 to one here a couple of weeks ago. As a starter in his career, Thibel averages 1.8 steals per game. Remember, 1.91 at last year when he plays 30 minutes or more in his career. 2.3 steals per game. You asked me about uh, rating guys in uh, in the draft. Matisse Thibel is, is period end dot, the best defensive playmaker I've ever seen on a basketball court. Yeah, it's unreal what he can do defensively. It's like having a free safety as an NBA player. This is, if he plays enough, he absolutely is in the mix for this award. 30 to 1, it's a bet on, does he play enough minutes? And I'll take the chances at 30 to 1. Okay, those are solid. Those are really good. All right, you have one more? All right, so I have 9B, 9B, and then one more. D'Anthony Melton, 100 to 1 to win steals per game. I'll bet both of them, betting Melton and Thibel. That's 100 to 1 at BetMGM for Melton. Run it back. This was on our podcast, this podcast last year at 120 to 1. Melton finished at 1.6 steals a game. That was live. That was tied for seventh in the league last year. That was 1.6 and 28 minutes. And again, 30 minute per game, games he's played in his career, 2.3 steals per game in those. If James Harden doesn't play this year or sits out or does the Harden stuff, DeAnthony Melton's going to be a huge beneficiary. And because of that, this number is plummeting at books. I've seen him as short as 15 to 1. 
This is still a 100 to one. Run it back. He is a great defender. Give me DeAnthony Melton, steals per game leader, 100 to one. Really sharp. Absolutely, 100%. Like if he plays enough games, I, I can see it happening. He's an absolutely voracious defender. I will be curious to see if we get a few new guys on this list just because there's a lot of defensive talent coming in the league. And I feel like we're going to see more defenders mm-hmm. playing this year. Like I think that we're, we're starting to see a little bit of a shift in some areas of uh, offense, defense, of balance. Okay, Brandon, you have one more in you. Go ahead and fire. All right, last one. This is my final bet that I, I just couldn't live with myself if I didn't give this out, even though it is conflicting with what I am giving out as my favorite awards bet of the season. This is a long shot awards pick. Drew Holiday, Defensive Player of the Year, 33 to 1. I think is an insane number for Drew Holiday. Celtics are going to be a top five defense. They could easily be the number one defense. That's a huge part of the case for Defensive Player of the Year for years. We have all agreed collectively as a society that Drew Holiday is the best perimeter defender in basketball. We've all thought this. He was never going to win Defensive Player of the Year with the Bucs because Giannis was going to win it or Brooke was going to win it. Ain't no Giannis and no Brooke in the Celtics anymore. Drew is the best defender on the team. We literally gave Defensive Player of the Year to quote the best defender on the Celtics a couple years ago. Who played in the perimeter? Name Marcus Smart. Drew Holiday is a better defender than Marcus Smart. And people like him. Everybody loves Drew Holiday. He is like a great humanitarian off the court. Him and his wife, Lauren, have done incredible things for the community. People love Drew Holiday. People will fall over themselves to vote for Drew Holiday. He has been all defense three years in a row. That historically points to being DPOI candidate. He has received votes for this award three years in a row. He was first team all D last year, which is another strong indicator. All of my history tells me to vote for a big man for defensive player of the year. I still love Jaron Jackson. He's my favorite awards bet, but as much as I love him, 33 to one for Drew is a ludicrous number for clearly the best non-big defender in the league. And as much as I love Jaron, I have to add Drew Holiday to my position just to protect it because I think he has a real chance to win. Drew Holiday is 33. So you're taking a 33-year-old with a lot of miles as a small guard for this award mixed with Jaron Jackson Jr. when we have new thresholds of 65 games played. I just want to applaud you for your bravery in the face of uh, of load management. Um, I, my only thing is we don't see... <laughs> you're right that we've we've collectively talked about Drew being awesome for years. And maybe this is the Tyson Chandler effect. Like that Tyson Chandler is actually mm-hmm. a really good comp here wins the title with Dallas, doesn't get the respect that he deserves, goes to New York. Yeah. Honestly, isn't as good. And then wins no. the award because of like the narrative of him. Yeah, which it's it caught a career up. achievement award. Yeah, like Tyson was a good defender for like four years prior. Like he was an elite yeah. defender for four years prior, but he was also a big man. Uh, I won't bet it now. I'll go ahead and wait. And again, I'll just miss out on the number. I'm just, I'm, I'm fine with this. I'm going to miss out on the number with you. <laughs> You'll get the better number. But if it, if it becomes clear he's going to win, I'll still find a way to bet it weekly. All right. That is 11, not 10. Uh, long shot best bets from Brandon Anderson. We're not done. Let's find out what Joe Delera and Jim Turvey have to say. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, join me now, Joe Delera, Jim Turvey. I call them the Jays. They both want to be Jason Tatum. Neither one of them wants to be Jalen Brown. Can you do? You, do you, will either of you assent to be in Drew Holiday? Because he's technically a, his name does start with J. So maybe like Jim can be Jason Tatum and Joe can be Drew Holiday. Because that 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 to me, I think makes tracks and makes sense. What do you guys think? We could do that. Drew Holiday's a dog. Yeah, he's I love got that Drew dog Holiday. in him. I'll take either of <laughs> either of those. I just don't want. I want to be able to use my left hand in everyday life. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Jalen uh all right so this is uh our long shots episode we're doing our best bets uh joe delara let's start with you what are your best bets for long shots on nba futures this season all right so i've got two um one of them is a team uh and i like i'm taking the timberwolves to win the title at 80 to 1 this is holy shit (laughs) this is good i didn't know this was coming look i think I think that they're going to be good. They have top tier talent. I think I, like, I know that we've had so many discussions about how wonky they, the fit is, uh, but you have Rudy Gobert, you have Carl Anthony Towns, you have Anthony Edwards, um, and you do have like, that's a lot invested obviously in the center position, but I do think that you have top tier talent and, you know, we should see an uptick or there's been the expectation that there's going to be an uptick and an improvement from Anthony Edwards to really kind of lead this team and, you know, grab the bull by the horns. But I think that Minnesota is good. I think this number is just long, especially because of the fact that like last year, they were they still managed like relative success i guess like it kind of fell short of what i think a lot of people might have expected for them um just because you made this crazy trade for rudy gobert but at the same time the defense i think was decent with gobert on the floor um and i think that this year they're going to have a full season uh obviously of tape to kind of look at but him gobert and cat didn't play a lot together um so i think we're going to get to see that we're going to get to see how they kind of can play off of each other obviously you know there's always the possibility that carl anthony towns gets traded and be, or rudy gobert gets traded because that's kind of the thing that's going around right now but at 80 to 1 i think the number is just long for them to win the title i'm pretty high on them just generally in terms of what their floor is just based on the fact that a rudy gobert led defense even though he's seen a little bit of a downtick in terms of his efficiency every year you're gonna have a probably top 10 defense um just if you have him on the floor he's good and he's good at he's great at what he does defensively so i think that this is going to be a year where they got to regroup they obviously had a longer off season because they didn't make it particularly far in the playoffs but i think the numbers long uh for a team that has some top tier talent in the nba i don't know if any of them are necessarily good enough to be the one a on a title team, but maybe Anthony Edwards can be, and we're going to see that growth in him this year after, you know, he was essentially the leader of team USA, even though they lost in FIBA, but let's not get into that. Man. I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to get my brain to Anthony Edwards, finals MVP. And like, and it's really good. 
But I'm like trying to project that. Like that is some powerful positive projection. Like I feel like their win total should be bumped up by like two and a half wins just off of the amount of positivity you are now projecting onto them. Like that is an incredible amount of positive vibes. We needed a long shot here. And I just think that what they're like what they have as a team like if they make it through the west then like i'm not worried about them playing somebody coming out of the east just based on their spacing i think that they would match up decently well against milwaukee or against boston if we're kind of looking at it that way just because of the size that they have so for me like if i'm gonna bet minnesota to win I'm not going to just bet them to win the West. I'm going to bet them to win the whole thing because if they do that, then I'm like, I'd look like an idiot. I might look like an idiot anyway, but I definitely look like an idiot (laughs) if they're in the finals and I don't have a finals ticket on them. You know, I haven't done this with Brandon Anderson yet. And you have set the bar. You have set the bar for long shots. Like I didn't think anyone would top Brandon for a long shot bet. And this is now the bar, Joe, that I will judge all other long shots against. <laughs> so good job there. That's a five star long, just in terms of ballsiness, long shot play. Just, uh, all right. It just had to be done. It had to be well, done. Well, it's like, it's, you know, you, you took, it's a long shots episode, but you also like didn't take like Detroit Pistons to win the title, right? It's like, okay, they have talent. We all think they're good. We all like they're over on the win total. Like, there's a lot of good yeah. stuff going on here. What if it's like I had the tailest outcome of all tales? What if in the Doctor Strange one universe, this is the one <laughs> where the Wolves win the title? Wow. I want to be. Wow. Okay. All right. Good job, good luck, Jim. <laughs> yes. All right, Jim. Come on, man. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got to follow up? Timberwolves all right. So listen. NBA title. I don't have that. But what I don't have, you could literally, so I have four bets and you could add them all together. And I don't think you would reach, what was it, 80 to one, Joe? I don't think you're going to reach that. So uh, apologies there, but hopefully I can make up for it with uh, quantity here. Uh, Wrote these up the other day. Uh, I've got two under the uh, team specials you can find out there. Um, We've got Trey Young to score 28 plus and the Hawks to win the division. That comes in at 950. Um, yeah. So this there's a lot of a lot of things to to like here. So first of all, high on the Hawks. We talked through this on the win total um, uh, episode as well. Low on the Heat. I'm not full hater mode with Joe and Brandon, but I am low on the Heat. Um, and then there's the Trey Young part of this. So Trey, uh, since his rookie season, has averaged 27.4 points a game. Last year was a, a low for him. It was a dip. He saw his two point field goal percentage drop quite a bit. I'm not sure if there's a ton of signal to that. Um, I'm not sure why at this at this age, um, you know, I don't think DeJounte being around would really affect his two-point field goal percent. So um, if we just bring him back up a little bit there, um, Quinn in town, we know he can he can direct an offense. So to get this at 950, I think they're pretty highly correlated. I was talking to our, our favorite here, Brandon Anderson. He thinks there's the possibility that they could be, you know, negatively correlated. Um, Quinn could rely on Trey Moore as a creator. Uh, and that their success would do better with him scoring less. I, I think there's there's something to that, but I will say that in, um, in throughout his career and last season specifically, he did score more in their wins than their losses. So while they might not be trying to rely on him as heavily, I do think if he is scoring more, it is a good thing. So it's kind of like a uh, secondary uh, effect there. So that's that's one of my favorites um, under those team specials as well. Paolo Bancaro, 23 plus and the magic to, to get 40 wins. Uh, you can get that plus 600. So the magic um, are at 
plus 160 to reach 40 wins. So that's that's half of that. That's 38.5%. So if these are not even correlated at all, you need to think Bankero will hit this around 30%, 37% of the time to get to that number. Now, A, I believe these to be correlated as well. Um, Bankero did score more in their wins than their losses last season. Um, I think if, if Paolo is doing well, that's a good sign for a magic offense that has struggled at times. But uh, I, I think that... That that half of this you can get to higher than thirty seven percent of the time. Anyways, um, I looked, I went and looked back at uh, the fifteen rookies that this century have averaged at least eighteen points a game in their rookie season, um, and over half of them jump by at least three points uh, per game in their sophomore season. It's not a perfect proxy, but if you come into league able to score, um, especially a lot of times these guys come in with very low shooting percentages. Palo among them. Um, it's not that hard to get the, the three-point jump by just being a little bit more efficient or getting a little bit more usage in that second season. Um, I've got two more in wind band ones, but they're a little bit weird, so I wanted to give you a chance to, to talk on those if you wanted to, Matt. Well, first, real quick, uh, if you parlay those two, 900 and 650, you only get the 74 to 1. So congratulations. <laughs> if we took both of your long shots, you would not get to the 80 to 1. <laughs> that Joe dropped on this podcast. Uh, Unbelievable! Well, I think those are really good. I think those are really good markets. I don't know the six fifty is. I should have uh, let. You, I should have put a put a restrictor on the number. Um, I asked Brandon about it, and he was like, "You should put a nine hundred because that's been our our baseline mm-hmm. um, in in all season." But six fifty is not bad. Um, I do like that number quite a bit. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you on that number on the magic in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Trey, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm a little spooked by his shooting last season, where I'm like, I don't yeah. know what you're gonna do. Uh, and I continue to yeah. kind of wonder what the direction of the franchise is. So uh, I'm a little bit more more skittish on those. What are the windman ones that you have quickly? Yeah, so these aren't – you can't really find these at a lot of books. So you might have to wait for them to pop up or you might have to get creative. But use this type of logic on, on these two teams. Um, so one of them is Raptors 0 to 25 wins is plus 2,600. So not, not 80 to 1, but 26 to 1 on them to be – 25 wins or lower i think there is a decent chance that this is the year the raptors pull the plug um terrible vibes in in camp right now they've kind of been teetering on the edge of this for a couple seasons it seems like no one's content to be there this is a season where i think a lot of us don't see the one true terrible team so it might benefit a team to really get ahead of that and start to do a rebuild right now um at 26 to 1 i I think there's a lot uh, a lot to be said for that um, and the other one is is actually maybe my favorite of of all these is the Thunder to be in the win band of twenty six to thirty five wins, and that's at plus eleven hundred. So you're going to get eleven to one on them to be anywhere within that range. Um, OKC is kind of the fun, young, trendy team right now. So a part of me is is sad to fade them because I I actually really like the Thunder. I, I'm excited to watch them this season, um, in large part because of Shea, obviously. But Shea, you know, and, and she became last season became. I'd argue a, a top eight, if not top five player in the NBA. But what that means is they are now reliant on the top five to top eight. Like that, that is part of their cap is if, if this one player who is so amazing goes down, that's going to hurt now more that he is so amazing. That is a bigger loss for them because of the the star he has become. And you see a lot of times with these, these young teams, you know, I would say prospect growth is not linear. It's the same with team team growth is not linear necessarily. Last year, they won 40. This Western Conference is incredible this season. Even the Rockets, who are you know going to be down there in 12th or 13th, aren't terrible. So 
I, I, a lot of the vibes around the team that from I've heard the front office is trying to downplay things saying, you know, this isn't quite the year that things are ready. Like we're not ready to contend this year. So I think, you know, they, they do nothing better than big picture there. If they start to see the writing on the wall of like, we're not coming out of the West this season. She's missed 20 games. I think there's a really decent case for them to kind of slide down and get one more pick to add to this crew and really become a monster in like two seasons. So being able to get 11 to one for them to be, you know, they could win 35 games, which really isn't a terrible season and, and still be within this, this band. So that that's probably my favorite of the bunch. Hmm. That's really sharp. Like that's just a really sharp play. I think that you, uh, yeah. I think you really hit this one. This one, that's a really, because it's, it's kind of like a contrarian play on top of, uh, because there's so much hype on the Thunder, it's going the exact opposite. I love that Raptors play as well. Those are both really good. Those are those are excellent ones. Um, they're not as good as Wolves eighty to one, which I'm just going to be thinking about constantly. <laughs> with it, but you redeemed yourself with the last two. Those are very good. Uh, all right, that's Jim Turvey. You can follow him in the app at Turvey Bets and Joe Delera in the app at Joe Delera. All right, joining me now is Sean Little. You can find him on Twitter at Chicago Float and the Action Network app. Co-host of Buckets. He's also going to be on the NBA Best Streams with me this season. Sean, you got a long shot for me? Minnesota Timberwolves to win the West at 40 to 1. Call it plus 4,000 if you want to if you want to go the American route. Listen, I'm not going to get into the deep deep analytical breakdown of this spot, but I do believe at plus 4,000 is a number that you're not going to get very as we start this new season that number is not going to be allowed very long. Ant-Man Anthony Edwards is going to take that leap. We saw what he did over the summer with the USA squad. The big key here for me is, is Cat, Carl Anthony Towns going to let this guy be the number one. I believe he's not going to have a choice. Carl Anthony Towns is going to have to take that supporting role. And he's back now. He only played 29 games last year. He's going to, he's now back in the fold. A lot of guys coming in. Conley is going to help out Gobert like he did towards the end of the year last year. They just were starting to mesh. Overall, I think this squad is going to be good on defense, good on offense. It's just an overall fluid team. We know all the different pieces going on in Phoenix. Those guys have to mesh. I like this at 40-1 to as a long shot. Give me the Minnesota Timberwolves to win the West plus 4,000. All right, Sean Little, who – Timberwolves are, are are popular on this edition of of buckets in the long shot category. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code Action when signing up to get up to fifteen hundred dollars paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, join me now. AC, the analytics capper. You got a long shot for me for the NBA season, AC? I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers to have the best record in the Eastern Conference. All the hype is on the Bucks. All the hype is on the Celtics. And justifiably so, they made some amazing moves in the offseason. But I think the Cavs, with their guys, Mitchell and Allen, entering year seven, Darius Garland, year five, um, Okoro, year four, Evan Mobley, year three. I think it's just a great spot for them. And if you look at their coaching with J.B. Bickerstaff, it went from 44 to 51 wins. I think it's a natural progression now to get into the mid to high 50s. So if they can do that, I think they might win first place in the East. You got a number on that for me? Plus 950. 
Nice. Very good. All right, that's AC. He likes the Cavs to take the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Continuing on with our long shots, best bets. Brian Fonseca, what do you like for long shots this NBA season? I'll come off off the top rope for the first one. Uh, As a sprinkle, Donovan Mitchell scoring champion plus 2,500. Oh, I love it. Love it. I'm very intrigued. Um, I just... I think Cleveland, like there will be some real, I guess, sort of lesson, bounce back, whatever you want to call it from the playoff series last year. But I, I kind of felt going into it like that's not the way that they lost, but I felt like that should have been expected to some degree, especially because, you know, uh, Evan Mobley still needs to develop some more. Darius Garland still needs to develop some more. I expected more from Donovan Mitchell in that series, but I think he's going to respond. His over-under for what it's worth was 28, and I kind of like that over as well. I think if you're the scoring champion now, you basically have to get over 30 points a game because of the way the league is, how offensive it is. And I think he's a candidate to do that. I think he's he's very efficient when he's on. Um, he's going to have the ball in his hands. Darius Garland's going to set him up. Uh, that offense is still clearly built around what the guards can do. And while I think Evan Mobley is going to take a leap, I don't think the leap looks like 22 points a game in year three or something along those lines. Um, Donovan Mitchell, and again, this is plus 2,500. So if I'm looking at him, you know, winning a scoring title, I was even looking at like, is there an outside shot he could get into this MVP conversation? But I, I, I just don't think he's going to get the votes, even if he has a really big season. That was plus like 3,000 something, if anyone's interested. but. Scoring champion Donovan Mitchell plus 2,500 is something I'll probably put a couple dollars on. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, you know, his shooting percentages are absolutely ridiculous. People really kind of don't understand how good of an offensive player he is. Uh, I do have a long shot bet on him for MVP just because I'm like, look, if I think the Cavs are going to be as good as I think they are, and he's the best player on the Cavs, and he's going to have insane numbers, I I like the move. It's not going to, it will not pay, but that's definitely one of my long shots for this episode. Uh, what's your second? Best bet for long shots. The second one is now we're looking at long shots as plus 900 and up. So I don't think this is going to happen, but in the event Joel Embiid does miss significant time, the Sixers being the seventh seed at plus a thousand is interesting to me. Hmm. Uh, because I, I do think Tyrese Maxey is going to be really good this year. But again, questions about the rest of the roster and the James Harden situation. Don't know what's going to happen there. And this is more of a bet on like Joel Embiid not playing 60-something games this year, but perhaps playing 40-something games this year. Is that going to be enough to get them out of the play-in? I think the Eastern Conference records, as you can kind of tell by how the bets are shaped, Vegas would agree the records are going to be kind of bunched up, especially past the Bucks and Celtics, if they're even the top two teams, because I think Cleveland uh, could be a really good regular season team who challenges them for a top two spot. But I think beyond that, you're going to look at a lot of teams in that 47, 46, 44, 43 range. And famously, we know of one team that had 44 wins and fell into the play-in last year. So it's like if things go really left for the Sixers, which organizationally, it could happen. I think that betting on Joel Embiid having a step back from an injury perspective and just dealing with some nagging shit all year long I think that at plus a thousand is kind of interesting given that the the books sort of are telling you who they expect to be in the play in and there's not a lot of value there because we are expecting like Indiana, we are expecting maybe in Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, whatever. But if I'm looking at teams to fall into the play in, I looked at Philly and I was like, 
that that's an interesting bet to me. So I'm probably going to put maybe a couple dollars on it. Nothing crazy. Why do you want that instead of to participate in the play-in, which is plus 310 in the market? Because it's plus 1,000. <laughs> and I think, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's plus 1,000. Like, okay. and, and, also, and also, it's like, I, 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 if they slip, I don't think it's going to be that far. I think seven feels safest. Given okay, the so we got Bucks, Celtics, Cavs, Heat, Knicks. That's five. Mm-hmm. Um, you need Pacers, Bulls, Nets, Hawks, Magic, Raptors to get yep. above them. One of those probably, I think, can if things go disastrous for you. The question is, if things go bad enough for one of those teams to to get ahead of them, does more than one get ahead of them, right? Like, if right. the Bucks or if the Pacers and the and the Hawks wind up with both with like forty six wins, you know, and the Sixers tap out at forty five, well, now they're down to eight, right? Uh, so it's an interesting question, but look, for trying to nail the long shot, I appreciate. I like the. I always like these exactas on the the seating ops, just because it's like. Yeah, I don't know where like they're gonna finish there. I like the balls on, on of that of that kind of a pick. Um, you have one more that you wanted to talk through a little bit. Yeah, and that one was plus a thousand for a reason. So am I expecting yeah. it to happen? Not necessarily, but I'm just saying if Joel and B, you know. Uh, but let's hope that's not the case because it's really fun when he's healthy. Um, speaking of the Knicks, plus nine hundred to be the three seed. Okay, continuity. Jalen Brunson, year two, uh, in New York. Tom Thibodeau. Uh, you know that you'll be competitive within at the very least. Emmanuel quickly potentially having a jump. Um, RJ Barrett not killing you. <laughs> Julius Randle also not killing you. But I do like the depth on this team. I thought Dante DiVincenzo was a smart ad. I think a whole year of Josh Hart is going to be helpful. Um, assuming that he stays healthy, productive, and is you know competent from three-point range and decides to shoot some of them. Um, I like Mitchell Robinson. He needs to stay on the floor, but when he's out there, he's very, very good. We saw what he did in the Cavs series against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And you're looking at the sort of seating, right? So let's say, let's say in whatever order, Bucks, Celtics, one and two, and let's say the Cavs are back at four or however you want to play it, right? Like, could the Knicks be the team that get the third seed after the Bucks and Celtics? Slightly above the Cavs, who they beat last year in the playoffs, even though the Cavs are probably more built for the regular season, if that makes sense. And Miami, I feel like, is probably destined to get a four, five, maybe six seed. Um, I just, I don't think that their regular season ceiling is going to be a top two seed. I don't think they're going to be third in the regular season uh, behind you know, Boston and Milwaukee, though I think that they're, again, more built for the playoffs. So this is really a question of, can the Knicks, who won 47 games last year, can they get a couple more wins? Because I think if you're the three seed, I think you're getting around that 50 win total. And it's like, can the Knicks be a few wins better this year? I don't know if I'm going to bet it, but this is something that was interesting to me just as a long shot at plus 900 for the Knicks to get the third seed. It's fascinating. I think... What you're you're kind of doing here is you're doing a little bit of a it's like a parlay on the others, right? Like it's almost a round mm-hmm. robin where uh, if Dame or Giannis or Porzingis, because I think the J the, the Celtics can withstand almost anybody else getting hurt except Porzingis. They just do not have enough center depth to get by without without like J- Jason Tatum misses two weeks. You got Jalen Brown, Derek White. You can play defense and score. Yep. Um, but it's like. Giannis or Dame or Porzingis, one of those misses and like they bump up, right? 
And then, or if like the Cavs just aren't as good as we think they're going to be, I guess, and, and the Heat, according to, to some folks. So I, I think that there's real value here. Look, we're, I think we're, as a company, we're pretty high on the Knicks this year. They got a really good, they had a really good offense last year. Which is always dangerous, where, by the way. Always dangerous. I, I, yeah. So that's kind of my thing is I'm a little bit with the, with the Knicks. One of the reasons I haven't like bet them fully is I'm like, do I really believe that this is a top five offense? Like, is Tom Thibodeau? really going to be the coach of a, of a top five <laughs> offense you know and Knicks fans are like well they did it for after the all-star break it's forever and they have like the spacing i get it it's just like look i have a long i have a large sample size here of tibbs teams being defense first and kind of offensively sluggish um julius randall tends to have like every other year right where it's like mm-hmm. one year's good one year's bad one year's good mm-hmm. one year's bad and last year was was relatively good so that's kind of a concern there as well this is another one of those where I would tell you, um, take the top three, take that third seed, but finance it with Knicks under six and a half minus one twenty. Like Agreed. that, that free rolls you because I, you know, there are ways. Certainly, we could be you can lose both bets. I think it's definitely. Um, I think it, I think the under six and a half is very likely. I think that should be more than a minus one twenty. I think this number should probably be five and a half. So it's a full number off in the seeding market, and then right. from there. Look, if, if we're saying I think five's the floor, it's two spots to third, and you're still saying two of Bucks, Celtics, Cavs, Heat, or a, or a wild card are better, uh, but that the Knicks are kind of the the team that that's beneficial there. The other thing I like about this bet, Brian, is that the Knicks because they don't have that top end talent are not as reliant on them. So if mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson gets hurt, hey, Emmanuel quickly stepped in and played really well that night, and he played good for those two weeks. Uh, you know, um, Julius Randle got hurt and they missed his production, but they were way better defensively. Mitch Robinson, you know, gave them really good minutes. They're going to miss Toppin, I think, for those bench minutes. Like their bench has been really good the last couple yeah. of years, and that's going to be different this year. But they got a lot of wings. I think they can do stuff. So I like this bet. This is a, I, I think you should bet it. I think this. I think the third seed. I think you should bet the under six and a half with it. Yeah. But I do think that the I think third seed is a good number for them. As a as a as a born and raised lifelong New Yorker, I am a trained skeptic of this organization, uh, who who has had very limited success since I was born because I missed that whole 1990s run by and large. Right, like by the time I started watching basketball, Patrick Ewing was pretty much going out the door, um, and I was a baby, so I didn't even know what the hell was going on anyway. So I have reason to question this just based off of some voodoo shit where it's like, look, are the Knicks really going to have back-to-back awesome seasons, regular seasons, which has not happened historically, like as of late. But I think this team could be, could be different. And I think Jalen Brunson, like that's a real, like he's a real leader. And I think, I think a lot of what he did was real last year. Although I'm kind of with Jim Turvey who, uh, is betting Jalen Brunson under 24 and a half points at plus a hundred uh, averaging for the season because his efficiency was just out of control last year. And it's like, could he do that again? I'm not sure. But I do think that, as you said, they're a team that's not heavily reliant on one guy and they famously don't have a max contract. And also the other, the other piece of this bet is like, are they a team that can just jump early and make that sort of trade deadline acquisition? And then we're talking about them potentially you know, getting that third seed because of something they do in season, which is something I like to factor into this, because if you're doing a season long future, you have to project, all right, is this team going to potentially make a move? And they're in a position to do so. I just feel like it's going to be next summer as opposed to February. But 
they could want to jump early. Who knows? All right, it's Brian Fonseca. You can catch him on the Action Network. That's going to wrap it up for Buckets for today. Tomorrow, we will have season awards. Make sure to check that out for our best bets as we continue ramping up towards the beginning of the NBA season. My thanks to David Payne, our producer, as well as our video crew, Hutton Jackson, and those folks for putting this up on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash the Action Network to see more. We'll see you guys again next time. Till then, let's get Buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.